everyone welcome to another episode of the unintended receiver today your hosts are jaydeep patel and myself richa patel hi uh, jaydeep you want to say hi to everyone yes absolutely hi everyone how are you doing i well we hope uh, uh, we can uh, hear what everyone is doing how they are <laughs> doing because this is a one way recording we can only talk amongst ourselves that, and hope that we <laughs> how are you how how's your week or how's your so far last two three weeks been since the last recording yeah yeah that's a good question uh, i'm pretty good i've been super busy um with all the different things i realized i need to make my to do list into six different verticals of things i do two of which are like professional stuff and then everything else is like voluntary like this podcast Listen, for example i i i have seen that to do list are you talking about the one with the whiteboard yeah but it's it's been updated since you were last here oh. it's changed <laughs> i realized i need to go for a different format before it was like most important urgent yeah i did that but now it's like coaching retail personal podcast bangalore ultimate college committee and voice over work those are the six seven different categories on my board so but yeah i mean we just got some discs in from uh us we got loads of misprints we actually have 300 of them so i'm just trying to get them out online and uh, lots of people are picking them up as soon as i post them on the website they get sold like pretty quickly how how are they priced what is the price range for it they're, they're all 1200 standard price for disc craft now in india um there's a few that um the prints the prints are not as good so they might go in like some bulk discount order but uh yeah we'll we'll definitely share more on, over instagram and facebook asap so folks can get the discs as the as we're picking up in ultimate so i think it's time for people to make sure they have discs as well how about you what's happening on your side of the country my side of the country mul is finally finally over so uh everyone everyone seems to be like oh my god thank god we don't have to play two games every weekend and uh, it's finally over the taxing uh, uh you know effort and the whole taxing thing on the body um, we in fact uh, i i had a lots of massages <laughs> scheduled and i know quite a few people in mumbai also who went for a lot of massages cuz it was really painful and tiring yeah. Yeah. um but yeah otherwise i think i'm going to start a motion to not wear any clothes it's getting so hot in bombay to not wear any it's, clothes yeah How... it's getting so hot i just don't want to wear any clothes it's like i i, I just step out of a house or step out of the shower and i'm already <laughs> drenched in sweat i'm like i don't want to wear anything <laughs> that's strange uh, coming to the end of october that it's getting hot again is that how it usually is in mumbai no it isn't but it's it, this time is just really hot there's no rain mm. there's the winter onset is not happening it's just a very weird uh, weather change. right now yeah climate change yes. yeah <laughs> no i i i recently read a uh, uh, read an article where Kerala is going through heavy floods right now right yeah, and yeah. the government is saying that it's because of climate change and then hmm. i think jairam ramesh um, he uh, he's a politician and he was like we can't blame everything on climate change there are some <laughs> things that are man made as well can people start taking ownership and responsibility yep. so yeah uh, i don't think yeah 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 so but anyways the, that's what's happening at my end of the world 
And okay, so what are we what are we doing today on the episode? So today is all about updates. What is happening across the different regions? What has happened in terms of a lot of the tournaments that we've seen in the last few uh, weeks that have that are happening across? Also, a little bit of. Uh, you know, gossip or a little bit of update around the um, world championship regarding bids or which are the teams and individuals that are that are working behind the scenes for sending out teams internationally next year now that uh, the world calendar is out. So yeah, that's what we're doing. We're doing an updates and gossip episode. Great. I think these are some of my favorite episodes, to be fair. We collect all the information and data that we have, plus you know it's it's a reason for being on instagram facebook yeah it almost uh, feels like you know we're talking about things that are happening outside and uh, without people knowing we're talking about it <laughs> okay let's start with covid updates i feel like this has been a a theme for our episodes anyway since we started the podcast as we started in covid in yeah in the pandemic and now we move from pandemic to the endemic status since we as a nation have um, hit a 30% vaccination rate. So India is officially declared as an uh, endemic status, which means that we are going to be facing COVID uh, for a long, long time to come, but at not at the same severity and um, uh, health hazards that we had in the first wave, and or not first wave, but second wave more than anything. So yeah, like everyone was expecting a third wave, we ha- we're still not seeing... Um, any signs of very severe or uh, you know drastic like the whole hospital scares and mm. uh, you know like the oxygen uh, scares etc so yeah we're uh, definitely it's a positive sign and obviously that's also translating in how you know uh, the different regions are opening up to play even absolutely i've been looking at the uh, the weekly update from upai like quite in depth like I, I like messaged menu the other day just like oh i can't quite see the numbers can you like make it a bit bigger because i can't <laughs> see if it's gone down by 0.5 or 0.2 that, that makes a big difference but uh, generally across the board uh numbers have been coming down like kerala had did have some high numbers i think at the end of september um and they've done a great job bringing it down um i was looking at goa quite a lot because they're we're planning a tournament there but that came down um I, I i do feel like there's an anticipation of a third wave like people mm-hmm. you know, are always going to be talking about it and kind of on people's yeah. minds and particularly like 30 percent is pretty good actually i'm I'm pretty impressed with that and government's doing uh, everything they can um but yeah of course third wave can happen it's something that we all keep in just as something as a, at the back of our minds it could happen correct so, you know why yeah not? and it's good to have that so that people don't get too reckless Yes, yeah, because actually in Bangalore it went up by one point one five in the uh, in the active cases, I think. So, oh, like, yeah, we were almost like they're going to get into like yellow or something, and then we're oh. in, back in orange again. So, yeah, I think it, we definitely can't be complacent. We still need to do things yes. in a sanitary way. Yeah, and having said that, I haven't seen so many teams, uh, you know, play. Uh, I mean, I know that NCA, oh, sorry, UPI came out with the whole intra-city league format, but I haven't seen any planning or um, any talks around uh, intercity leagues happening, at least in Mumbai, where we're, we're all like, don't know whether doing it or not doing it. 
um what about on on your side and other regions have you heard anything yeah this is this is the funny thing that yeah basically no like i was speaking to nandan <laughs> just a couple of hours ago in fact and he was asking me has, has bangalore done any interested do you think i was like no <laughs> and uh, same for chennai uh, his team one of the teams that he's coaching Puyol, are, are trying to plan something next week potentially oh. um oh. but i think the because the thing is that teams are playing regions are active right which we're going to come to in a second but i think with the intracity league it's a funny irony because so yeah. many people were asking us like when's the season starting when's the season starting when can <laughs> we play and so the upi almost felt like okay we're going to make it happen and this is the way yeah. we're going to do it to make it you know covid safe and yeah. now nobody's playing apart from one region <laughs> Bucknell, um that played you know kind of within three teams there so i actually heard a lot of people i think everybody's more than anything wants to meet teams outside of their regions or cities to play and that's why the whole the, there isn't so much of a leverage or a charm in the intercity league but but it still um you know shouldn't uh, hinder them from playing because it's still uh, it's still giving them enough a time to practice and play uh, coming into maybe regionals or nationals later this year. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The only reason why I think people haven't called it, like they're playing, like for example, Airbenders played against um, Ticks recently, right? Yeah. Or ATC. Yeah. So we're having the games, we're just not calling them intra-city league games, which they could be, right? But one of the things is that um, we're finding both teams aren't fielding their top roster, like the key players missing either traveling or other priorities particularly when it comes to the uh females in the team a lot of them are either yes. missing or they're not you know they've not yeah. been able to field the full squad and we also have to inform the upi regional uh representative that we're doing it roster locks would have to be in place and we're still seeing some player movement within to, mm. you know within regions mm. happening and you have to pay your membership fees from what i hear it's very low. Like the number of people that have paid their membership fees is like 10% or less or something oh. still for the UPI. So That's... that could be a reason as well. But I think mm. it's more that teams aren't ready. They're, they're, they're not yeah, ready to yeah. say, okay, this is going to count towards our ranking, which is part yeah. of the national system. So I think it's yeah. just that. I think that's the reason. Yeah. And also one more interesting, I mean, thing that you pointed out, and this is just out of my personal curiosity. You know, at some point in time, at least I think that in 2018-19, when the last NCS season happened in the full-fledged uh, manner, and that's when we had the single gender, I saw a, like a real serious spike in interest and new players on the female side of the gender, right? But coming out of the COVID, it, coming out of, I mean, not really out of COVID, but just coming uh, back to play, it's 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 quite shocking that I, there are, the teams are you know um, having this whole female rostering issue again. It almost seems like we're going we've gone back two steps. And this is also to say that you know I mean a lot of the UN and other uh, uh, unilateral agencies they've also kind of noted down that pandemic uh, has hit a lot of gender related things like uh, women's participation in the workforce has dropped significantly after the pandemic um and uh, you know a lot on a lot of different pointers it has affected so i'm just yeah and and i i go back to what meher had said in one of the episodes
episodes, the gender identity one, where she had said that, you know, the playground is a snapshot of what is happening in real life. So it's, uh, it's quite, I mean, it's, it's just really interesting to see how we're going back into the whole female rostering issue. And I hope that, you know, teams find creative ways to come out of it, but yeah, I'm really hoping, and it's a call to all the females to, you know, make, make sure you, uh, kind of, um, play and participate in sports as much as you can because i know that there are personal difficulties that can hinder but yeah i'd love to see more women play absolutely yeah and i hope clubs really think about how they're retaining you know the retention of those players as well they shouldn't just be token players but actual like valued members of the team that are as key to the team as your best male player for example yeah correct Correct. Yep. Absolutely. So that's the ICL, the Intercity League update. Um, yep. Coming over to World Bids, because there are actually seven WIFDF events, WFDF events happening next year, 2022. Like how many of those events are India going for? Well, potentially two or three, I would say. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say two or three. Let's see by the end of 2022 if I'm right or wrong. Yeah, yeah. Let's um, see. So for... A lot of people know this already because the announcement was made for WUCC Cincinnati. Uh, India got two bids, I think, one in the mix, one in the open. We also got in uh, uh, women's even we got. Okay, so women's open and mixed. We got three bids then, potentially, yeah. But I think um, the competitions committee said we're going to select the mixed team from the national rankings. I think they gave it to the top six or top 11 teams, something like this, were eligible three teams showed interest um like filled in the form basically it's kind of storm chasers ambush which is the matchup between jumbish and nash and a couple of mumbai key players and airbenders now airbenders have said no they can't actually do it so it's going to be down to oh even airborne have had submitted a bid for the mixed bid but they pulled back their bid last to last week only, I think. Uh, but they did show interest. Right. Yeah. So it was the classic. Here's a form, easy to fill out, but actual follow through means yeah, we're left with two teams still showing interest: Storm Chasers and Ambush. So they should play a. I think they have to do a playoff and then see, and then in in Surat end of this month. Okay. Okay. Great. So that's a tournament, a WIFTIF tournament. India could go for, and then the World Masters Ultimate Championship in Limerick, Ireland. L2F it's the club seven. championship, right? It's not the uh, World Masters. Club, sorry, it's the yeah, world, club championship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the club championship, which L2F has submitted a bid for and will most likely get it because there's no other clubs that are bidding in, in Masters. Um, plus, it's a team that is predominantly Masters anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, they should get that. And I have a good confidence that L2F will actually go as well in terms of like yeah, yeah, yeah. And like desire. And they, they typically go for a lot of international tournaments, right? Yep, absolutely. Yep. They've gone for a few Asia tournaments already. Players have gone for various other tournaments, either with their own team, with L2F or other teams as well. Yep, absolutely. And then last time uh, we, uh, India had a bid, we had sent like Masala Chai, like a mixed team to this World Masters Ultimate Club Championship, correct? Yeah, it was called Masala Magic, but yeah, the essence is the same. Yeah, it was like a pickup team. Yeah, to, and that was in Canada, Winnipeg, 
And then two more. One is, this is quite exciting, actually, the World Junior Ultimate Championships. I think it's in D the Dominican Republic. Fountainhead from Surat and Creative School Bangalore both expressed interest, is, is what I hear on the grapevine. Oh, wow. So one of those two or both of them could potentially go. I think, um, I don't think Wiftif would deny us two bits. Like that would be pretty cool from India. Yeah. So yeah. they're both interested to go. And yeah, Creative School is actually called Ninja Hakori and I guess Fountainhead. Oh, it's the Ninja Hakoris. Oh, nice, yeah. nice. Yeah. So. Oh, that would be really good. Yeah. And it's a new country. Like it's like great for Dominican Republic to host and like and conduct and for players to go there. I think that'd be really interesting and really awesome for those young players yeah yeah absolutely yeah and then the last one which is the world beach ultimate championship in la usa I spoke to raguvir um who's the president of tnfda but also uh, a big organizer for teams he, he spearheaded the masala chai going to amsterdam uh club championships i want to say no uh amsterdam windmill windup which is kind of like the lead up to worlds so he's submitting a bid to upi from a team india mixed going to that tournament oh nice okay so there you have it four different WIFDIF events could have teams from india attending next year interesting to see india going to these world teams without the whole selection process and without yeah. the whole uh, you know I, I mean i personally would like to play on a team that is uh that has the whole selected systematic approach mm. but i mean given the pandemic i can imagine it's not feasible for upi to do those things but nonetheless the players who do get to go play in the world uh championship stage i am sure that's great exposure and great uh, experience yeah absolutely yeah it's kind of a throwback to the old days where there wasn't upi and we would just kind of go teams would just get together and say we're going to this tournament and be like great go represent us be spirited about it that's all um so i think yeah that's great because i'd actually thought we'd have zero and now we have four potentially five if both the school teams go and that'd be amazing so yeah that's uh with diff events so coming on to other general updates we've got um college ultimate is starting um when i say college ultimate i mean college students are going back to campus <laughs> so I've spoken to um, an Ashokan, which said they've got like 150 players on campus. Like wow, so, that yeah. is amazing. Yeah, exactly. And I think just that they were allowed to go back to campus, kind of see all their friends again and get back into playing Ultimate um, was, is going to be great. So the college committees kind of, you know, busy again figuring out if we can have national college ultimate championships, which are actually canceled because of COVID last minute um, next season or in 2022 at some point. The, the interesting thing with this is also that as the borders opened up internationally, a lot of young people migrated or when I say a lot, I would say probably up in the region of 40 to 50 from the ultimate community. But these were all like key players for clubs and teams. So um, we saw a lot of students migrating so we again don't have the same, I mean, all the younger players who um, we were kind of training and grooming have gone away from India to study, like Rasika. Yeah, um, yeah, Ritu, yeah. Um, 
Sahana from Airbenders. Yeah, a lot of these have gone. But most of the time they come back, like like AP. AP was a good example. Um, went to Leeds University in the UK, came back and you know was able to give a lot of that experience back to the clubs that he then joined. So we'll just have to wait it out one to three years, something like that. Yeah, and the kickoff, uh, the fellowship has uh, has been kick off, right? Uh, kicked off the UPI Women's Fellowship. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, they've gotten to the phase where they've selected, um, I think, ten to fifteen young women uh, through which they're working with directly. It's a fellowship where they um, mentor and develop leadership with all these participants, all these fellows, and. Another great, another great initiative by UPI to really push the gender equality aspect of our sport, and I think doing it at the at the governing national governing body level is fantastic. One thing I really like about this fellowship is that women, these women, are being groomed and trained to be leaders, um, which you know most of the times, like in club teams women are being groomed to be like playing roles uh, of players and there isn't enough uh, grooming or space that uh, women are possibly you know groomed to be captains or or um, you know key leaders within the teams and this is really great and uh, in the current you know we we ran the this weekend we ran the gender series post one of the players rishav singh from um, doesn't matter he he said that one of the things he'd like to do is you know create more opportunities for leadership and kind of share leadership uh, with more women uh, or other genders so that they can also start taking ownership of decision making and that's really that's one cool thing about this fellowship and finally general updates we've got a masters tournament for the first time ever happening in india which Yay! I feel like we're both masters, so we're pretty excited about it. And about in, yeah, yeah, and it's in Goa, which is awesome for us. Yeah, because, because we get to play b- both beach as well as uh, a grass hard surface turf or grass. Well, I was going to say, yeah, there is that, of course, but it's Goa, not the other big thing. <laughs> like, that <laughs> like that's where a lot of the older generation ultimate players love to go, um, and and play ultimate if they can. But yeah, no, it's definitely being pitched and organized as a competitive tournament, starting kicking off the Masters division, spearheaded by Manu Karan and Melanie Chaugale, um, a few other volunteers, of course. It's, and it's a UPI-sanctioned tournament, I believe. I mean, they're supporting it. It's not like there was any sanctioning process. It's just that people are, are supporting it. I mean, Sumedha is playing an active role in the uh, in the organization of the tournament. Yeah, and it's happening on the twentieth of November that weekend, so two days. And like you said, yeah, the first day is grass and mixed format, and the second day is beach single gender. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And in terms of numbers, I'm quite quick kicked about the fact that there are sixty three people playing this tournament, like masters tournament with 63 i'm like whoa amazing coming out of the pandemic so uh it's pretty cool that there are 23 women if i'm not mistaken and 40 men uh currently which is awesome which means that for the next tryouts in the master 
Masters division, it will be very competitive and there'll be a lot more people uh, trying out and, you know, there'll be a bigger pool for coaches to um, uh, pick players from. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Every, every year that passes, I'm like, or every six months almost, I'm like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to make it. Like, how do I distinguish myself from all these young people that are actually entering the category? Like uh, SC, Kartik SC from Stall 7 entered Masters. I'm like, I never was able to keep up with him. That's going to be the same now. Like, uh, let's see. <laughs> never say never, Jadeep. Who knows? You could if you train enough. That is true. Yeah, that is true. I'll, 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 get, I'll, I'll get right on that. Right on that. <laughs> um, yeah, but that's exciting. Really excited to have a Masters division starting. We've talked about it a lot. We've, we've never actually tried anything. We've just talked about it. And coming out of COVID when we could have been just really like, uh, no ultimate's happening to come out and do this ASAP was, was awesome to see. So looking forward to that. And also in the Masters tournament, it's quite... Uh, I mean, the thing is that most of these players who have signed up at least for the tournament, I, I think there was a statistic that was given that almost 60% of the women that, that have signed up have played for the national team. And almost 40% of the men that signed up have played for the national team. So most of the like it, it most of the players coming in for the tournament are also highly skilled like sneha patel Mrinalini, uh and and a few other uh people like on the men's side even uh you know yourself pixie uh different different people uh, uh are participating so it's definitely a competitive one and not something that you know it's just like uh, a chill or a relaxed thing uh in that sense so it's going to be intense fun Yes, absolutely. I can't wait to play in my my division, the division that I <laughs> want to play. In. The play division in. that feels home. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's gonna be great. So let's go to regions. What's happening in regions? What are we starting with? Okay, so the West region. Um, I mean, one of the biggest things that we saw out of the West region over the last month or a few few weeks is the MUL Mumbai Ultimate League. Uh, it was, I mean, I myself played in the league uh, and, you know, six weekends back to back Sunday playing two games uh, uh, and in intense heat, uh, in sometimes rains, torrential, like pouring downpour rain. And um, it was it was taxing on the body um, uh, and it, it was definitely fun because the grounds were amazing. Uh, uh, it was it was in a centrally located place. The um, the the format was seventy minute games, uh, and it it was mixed gender in the sense that there were two women and uh, five uh, men on the line. Um, and it, it, although certain teams couldn't field uh, the women uh, women because either they could not come, not uh, or they were busy or, or had something and uh, so after burners one of the teams was very severely kind of hit by this and also the league within the i mean during the league uh, uh, stage uh, they didn't allow for any transfer or i think this happens a lot in uh, in leagues uh, leagues like football leagues or basketball leagues where there is a short transfer window uh, between uh, leagues uh, in the league stage that was a strict no-no at NUL and I think if that would have 
been done where there was a small window to you know re uh, draft the teams uh, it would have helped out some teams and also for some teams to strategize in terms of getting new players because players like ria she really wanted to play but because of the strict rule she could not play um i and i and i think i remember even advitya she had uh, kind of uh, was not available at the start of the league so prerna played on our team grumpies and then when she was available to play they were like you have to either uh, you i mean prerna can't play while advitya is playing so uh, i think that the next year i'd like to see more uh, of a uh, uh, participatory kind of approach for this league and also one another thing was that the owners weren't very clued in or uh, rather uh, uh, cons- uh, consulted with regarding this drafting process in terms of like the organizing committee which is mac rishabh and tahir they were the ones who were making all these decisions um, um and then sharing it with the owners um but yeah it was a great uh, finals fought between icebreakers and bombay buntais and icebreakers won there were some really killer plays on the field uh, i know atul had some crazy grabs uh, he uh, yeah, I, and also he had the highest cramps uh, on the field i remember at one point gana was like ganesh was on the sideline he was like uh, you know at this point you need to uh, not play anymore because if you are going to constantly cramp and come out that's not good spirited uh, but uh, but it was um, difficult to play because they were playing three games and also you if uh, also the finals was a full field and uh, the whole 90 minutes uh, game and uh, um yeah so and i think even just generally like like i said six weekends back to back playing 70 minutes two games per day was quite taxing for the body and towards the end a lot of people were cramping it was difficult because recovery time was less in terms of people had to practice during the week and then play um and and i think also in terms of players there were a quite a few standout players like atul rizwan um uh, there was a player called shashank rohan Who's beast? Bijur Karan, who was the go-to uh, receiver on Mumbai Buntais, and then there was uh, you know uh, on the girls' side, I think it was phenomenal to see a lot of the women players take on roles that they haven't played in previously. Like myself, I played a handler role in one weekend. Uh, Joanna uh, played quite uh, well. She was amazing uh, with her cuts and throws. The, we had a new player called Vaishnavi, who was amazing with her. grabs so this is the first tournament but when you see her play it didn't seem like that um so it was really great to see a lot of women uh, and sai sai saitra also took on a handler role usually she plays cutter so it was it was great that players got to try out and we saw a lot of new players come out and stand out in the league uh, and i'm I, and i think they have plans for taking it to surat next year so yeah we'll see um that's on the that's on mul i can go on and on but i'll stop at that <laughs> and uh, another thing that surat ultimate is doing which is quite interesting is that at the end of this month they are doing a invite only tournament um where they've got interest from teams from pune mumbai surat ahmedabad and delhi even so far as delhi so we might see gk mad or stray dogs uh, play this tournament the tournament is uh, first it's a two day tournament the first day is a mixed gender uh, tournament uh, where uh, teams club teams will be playing amongst each other 
uh, and uh, 70 minute games uh, the gender ratio will be followed which is 4 3 uh, ratio a format and um, on the second day depending on the interest uh, from the teams either there will be a hat tournament uh, or they will continue the uh, uh, the mixed gender format uh, and there's also a single gender or, or rather opens uh, uh, format that they are going to play on the first day uh, and on the sidelines of this tournament uh, there is a plan that ambush and uh, storm chasers will play out, do the playoffs of the uh, world ultimate uh, cha uh, club championship sorry grass championship um, game so that will be a fun interesting game to watch but yeah surat ultimate is quite pumped and they're all very excited i when i spoke to jason he said that you know after mul every evening on sunday they would watch the games and players would be like when are we going to start playing games <laughs> and so they're all quite excited i know that delhi was also really excited to uh, participate pune has two new teams uh, actually three teams and two uh, two full-fledged like teams so they are also really pumped to play a tournament so west region is also quite uh, active in terms of playing tournaments and there's lots of things being planned and happening um, and that's great so that's all from the west region side a lot is happening and we often i think we kind of forget sometimes that there are so many young people particularly playing right like jumbish is just one of the teams, but in fact, Surat Ultimate is huge. Like it could be its own section because of all the promotion of Ultimate by, um, I mean, if we'd go all the way back, I would say Vardhan, Vardhan Cabra, you know, kind of founder of Surat Ultimate and spearheading and yeah, mobilizing the community, um, willing to pay salaries for coaches and, you know, program directors, that kind of thing. Um, just created its own program in Surat and, and similar for Ahmedabad, right? There were, there were always like this kind of group of teams. Um, some of them became inactive, but then were willing to travel to Delhi for like a hat tournament, stuff like that. So yeah, I think I feel like they're all coming back out and getting ready to play. Like all the silent boys, our big art, dream catcher players from that side. And, and then Mumbai, a lot of uh, development work going in as well, right? Like. Um, West Coast Rascals and there's a new team called Kalina Thunders that he's coaching them as well and then there's IT yeah yeah Mumbai also re uh, like recently when I went to practice I saw so many new faces I was like wow there's so many new people joining now yeah fantastic so the development is, is great and I think MUL did a great job of promoting ultimate that we can say without you know any kind of prejudice like they were definitely a great initiative to get people out playing ultimate high level broadcast it so it's like makes people feel famous yeah also with the broadcast i remember one of the practices i went to uh, and somebody was and somebody we were just playing a point and uh, i was like why are you not playing it's like there's no tv there's no broadcasting happening so i was like what you just played three games uh three weekends where bro broadcasting was happening so i definitely think that the broadcasting aspect got to the heads of people because they were all wanting to do like these crazy shots and at some point i remember bhavya who's the uh, who's the owner as well as a co-captain of icebreakers was quite frustrated with the team members because all they wanted to do was throw hammers uh, and so yeah it, it has its own upside and yeah downside as well that's interesting yeah <laughs> frustration coming out let's should we move to the south region yeah yeah we can 
So I think we did mention this on the previous episode briefly about a team from Chennai coming. So I'm trying to do this in chronological order because this was like towards the end of September and we're already in the middle of October. But Brew Crew, this kind of Chennai pickup team, a lot of national team players um, came to Bangalore and the format was uh, Brew Crew, you know, Chennai playing either as single gender or as mixed team. Um, they had enough to field two lines, but like they would play games like that. So one line would play one half and then the other line would play the second half. And one of the big differences is that they had a coach with them, which was head coach box, very famous mm, head coach, the national team multiple times. And that was prolific. I would say for Bangalore ultimate and the South region Chennai ultimate, because it once again kind of proved the dominance, I would say, for off Chennai Ultimate over Bangalore Ultimate to, to a certain extent. It's true that Brew Crew was like the best of Chennai, more or less, with maybe a, a one or two players missing. But um, the way that Bangalore split up their teams was more like mixing everybody up. Um, the teams were selected like the best six players from each club, but then they were put together with other clubs. So like in the, in the mixed format, it was like ATC L2F was one team and then DOD Vendors was another team and Slip Disc um, with another team that I'm forgetting from Bangalore, but they were all mashed up basically. But they were, weren't, it wasn't the best of Bangalore in one team, for example. So that is something to factor in, but it's fair to say that Brew Crew smashed every game, more or less, I would say. I would go as far to say that. Um, in terms of what they did, like they did a really good like poaching that worked really well. There was like really intelligent poaching and it was windy that weekend. And um, the throwing skills showed, I think superior throwing skills for Chennai. They often play on the beach. And so a lot of wind there, but that made a big difference in the outcome of the games. And uh, of course, chemistry was always gonna be a factor, right? Brew crew have played together. Uh, they came on a previous trip, I think in August or late July. And it was more or less the same squad. So they had a good amount of chemistry that worked in their That was in well. February, right? Not August. Or was it in August as well? I mean, Wait, I remember they had... Yeah. February, yeah. Then it was February, sorry. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so it was the second time that they'd played together, you know, a second kind of tournament. And that chemistry, yeah, definitely made a difference. It seemed like they clicked very well when they were playing. Yeah, yeah. Is, they, is this always been the case where in the South the teams from Chennai um, have been um, superior in terms of skills. I, I think that from what I know, it used to be a level playing field, uh, at least until 2017. Uh, but I think that in the, in the last few years, there's been a serious uh, spike in terms of uh, uh, just not even the, uh, I mean, the growth of number of players that are playing in Chennai, but also the, the skills of people, individuals. Yeah. 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 Actually, that's a fair correction. Um, it was only when Chennai started to focus more on playing on grass surface that they were able to be better on grass. Um, of course, like any beach tournament like Chennai Heat, there were, it was all Chennai teams in the top six, top eight, more or less. I think L2F and DOD were the top teams from Bangalore competing and winning national championships like BUO um, and Kodai Canal and, you know, Ahmedabad, Mumbai tournaments. Um, but not always that case, you know, like, and also what would happen is teams like Fly Wild just 
wouldn't travel, like come to those tournaments. Um, and yeah, it was only when Airborne, I think 2016 was when they started to win or get into the semifinals of grass tournaments. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, no, I, I, and I think that it's uh, what you said about the whole wake up call. I think it's it's good that Bangalore Ultimate had that reality check. And I guess it, I mean, I would hope to see players putting in more time in terms of throwing skills and et cetera. And yeah, that will only then make the competition more intense. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, th- I think going into that tournament in particular, not many players had trained for high level competition. So it it was a good wake up call that that needs to happen if we want to play. Like some players hadn't played any events almost or been to practices and then they came to that tournament weekend. So, right, like, so, you know, not only is that quite dangerous for injuries, but yeah, definitely like not weren't too prepared hardly almost zero preparation for the kind of level that they were going to face. And so, yeah, then more recently, last weekend, in fact, uh, 15th and 17th, 15th to the 17th of October, which was a long weekend, Chennai hosted a tournament. With this time, it was a club-based, so invitational club-based tournament, which they aptly called Chennai Ultimate Grass Championships. Sounds a bit C-U-G-C, 2021. And... uh, they did invite, you know, top Bangalore teams, but in the end, uh, only ATC went air traffic control. Mm. They picked up one or two players uh, from Bangalore as well, but more or less it was the ATC, you know, squad. And yeah, other teams that attended, not from Chennai, there were two from Oroville, Spinergy and Alphas. I think that's it, actually. I mean, there were some like outs- outside of Chennai, kind of more Tamil Nadu, you could say, like Bindigal teams that had gone. The team from Coimbatore, no fly zone, were not able to go. Um, so we're missing. So yeah, you, we can say it's predominantly the Chennai teams that were in attendance. Um, yeah. What was good How about this? How many teams would that would that be? It was ten teams in total. Okay. Oh, yeah. nice. Okay, that's a good good enough uh, size of team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. It's like a sectionals more or less. Yeah. If more Bangalore teams had gone, it would have been a regionals. I would say. Yeah. Um, and the organizers were Rama, Rocket, and one more name that I'm forgetting, Gotham. Um, they found an international school, great grass fields, made two fields out of that. The tournament format was 70 minutes games. Every team played at least, I would say, five games. Um, but, you know, having spoken to Raghuveer, president of the Tamil Nadu Association, he did say it was quite hard for every team to perform at a high level. We could see that. He could see that, you know, just watching and playing as he did for Callahan's. Um, low number of female players. Some teams only had six women players, which is definitely not enough if you want to compete using gender ratio rule A. Not all the Chennai teams were there. Some of them were missing, one or two. Um, but what was good is that Leading up to the event, because they knew that it was coming, they had a lot of practice matches. They were able to organize friendlies and knowing that the event was going to happen perhaps was because of the event happening that they were you know, willing to also turn up for practice matches as well. So achieving that goal of like, let's get teams out, let's get them training hard was, was done very well, I would say. If we were to talk about the results of that event... It's kind of predictable. Airborne versus Flywild in the final. Not predictable, I would say, 
because any team, either of those teams could win on any good day. Uh, Airborne, in fact, won 13-11. So a close game. Just those two teams, whenever they face off, it's always tightly fought, great matchups. National team players on both teams, and they play a very hard game. And some some interesting things that did happen uh, were that kind of an upset, you could say, is that Alphas beat Spinergy in the third, fourth playoff match. And uh, Spinergy, yeah, Spinergy historically... Also, oh, on the third, fourth spot, there were, there were no Chennai teams. There were teams from Auroville. Exactly, yeah. Exactly. Oh, wow, that's interesting. Yeah, and Alphas is a team that was initially coached by Abhinav, Abhinav Shankar, uh, who we also call Cow. Now it's uh, Abhimanyu and one more person I forget, but they've been coaching them pretty hard. A lot of young players with great verticals and Spinergy just has a kind of solid history. So a lot of their fundamentals and key players are set, but um, yeah, Alphas were able to, you know, overcome Spinergy in that match. It would be interesting to speak to them and hear about, you know, more of what happened, what went down. Is this something? So Rogu actually said, yep, Alphas is a team to watch out for. Like coming out of the South region could soon be the next, you know, regional champions or national champions. Oh, wow. Like give them one or two yeah, seasons. Yeah. Yep. That's awesome. I saw I saw recently they were doing training for verticals where they had put the disc on top yeah. of football goalposts. <laughs> it was yeah. really amazing. The ingenuity of using uh, resources uh, around you to practice. Nothing can stop yeah, them from exactly, practicing. Yeah, because yeah, a lot of, uh, you know, well-funded club teams are going to invest in a vertical um, uh, measuring device, right? Where you stick the disc on a thing and a magnet and jump for it. But they were just, we're just going to sit on a goalpost, hold the disc yeah. high. And uh, you guys have to run and jump for it. So not surprised <laughs> that that's working well. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that's and then pretty cool. also yeah. seeing a lot of great things with Chakra, a very old, one of the India's oldest teams, one of the top first three teams to ever start in India. Uh, today, it's being coached by AP, one of our guests on the podcast. And Dubai is his name, but his real name is Kishore. Um, so these two are coaching that team and doing a great job. Um, you can see a lot of new players coming out and they're also competing hard with the likes of Flywild, Airborne, Alpha, Spinergy. So that's another team, you know, to look out and see coming out of the South region, kind of being reborn, um, could soon be going into the top four, top six in the region and nationals. Who knows? And then last but not least, spirit winners were Callahan's. This is a Raghuveer Manukaran's team. And in second place, Spirit was Airborne and ATC. And that is a roundup of that tournament. I think a, a fantastic initiative again. Um, they call the, the R3 Ultimate. I think it's Raghu, Rama, Rocket. Um, doing a lot for Chennai Ultimate and Tamil Nadu generally. That's great. That's, uh, I mean, I think it's uh, nice that, um, you know, people are working towards hosting tournaments now because we've not had tournaments for a very, very long time. And it's definitely a positive sign to see uh, teams coming together and playing. And I'm sure it also, uh, you know, kind of adds to the whole uh, uh, whole charm of playing uh, together and meeting people after a very long time 
Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think these these are the typical people who would organize, you know, within the NCS system anyway. But um, the fact that they're continuing to do it, you know, even outside of the NCS system of their own kind of volition, sometimes potentially putting in their own money, but definitely time and energy. Um, and these are people who have represented the country before. So like they're paying it forward and that's, yeah, it's great to see getting, getting the community back out playing. Yeah. And what's happening in the North region? North region, last but not least. Um, yes. So the, the big news here is that Lucknow ultimate conducted the first intra-city league matches, which happened like two weeks ago and that was it was just three teams um, i spoke to akshay abram who's the he's like the vardan kapra for uttar pradesh you could say i mean that lucknow ultimate community is you know a few hundred players um but coming out of covid a lot of their key players from avad kiladi's flying noabs um were not available so or were not able to make it to practice and he has a strong policy of like unless you're at practice you can't be a part of the team so kind of three new teams were, were formed recently in the last couple of months. And then they just got straight out and said, we're going to play the ITL, Intracity League. Um, they played once, they played, no, they played twice now, two weekends gone. And it's kind of unique because it's its own section, um, right? Like, and I guess the Intracity League is like section by section, but even Lucknow will be kind of the only kind of active ultimate in that state. Um, and next would be to go to compete against the Delhi teams uh in the regionals but yeah that was really cool to see you know and you can see a lot of their videos on facebook they're constantly posting and it's all it's what i like about lucknow ultimate is that it's more about the kind of essence of the sport the spirit of the game how does it bring people together how does it teach us life values um not just you know compete in a sport yeah and i think lucknow ultimate is also one of the other uh, uh, like regions and teams that does a lot of ingenious things in terms of practice i remember i'd seen uh, during the pandemic they were using bricks as uh, like dumbbells as weights for weight training um, and uh, uh, they were using like you know for practicing layouts or catches they were practicing with like cricket balls um, so yeah and i think they're all very humble and also another thing about lucknow ultimate is all they're all very very young players they've like uh, uh, they're catching the uh, kids young and making them uh, you know teaching them life skills through the sport and so i've always actually been a fan of this team and last sectionals and regionals i saw them play they were really phenomenal and i i'm really hoping big things for them at the national stage 100% agree that's another team to watch another community to keep track of through social media mostly but yeah when you see them at regionals and nationals go check them out yeah and I've, I've also decided that i'm going to make you say all the names of all the lucknow teams Avad Kiladis. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that's funny because angana who's um a program director of project kill had made this song around Bob the Builder. So it's like, Avad Kiladis, can they do it? Something like that. Like that's how it goes. And, yeah, of course, my <laughs> pronunciation is way off as usual. But that's how I remember that. Way, way off. <laughs> What's happening? We're missing out 
yeah, Delhi Ultimate, probably the next big yeah. one. Do you want to tell us about that? Um, so from what I hear from Meher, uh, who's our insider in Delhi, uh, she says that uh, she, I mean, she gave us an update that Stray Dogs and GK Mad had a practice game and in which GK Mad thrashed uh, <laughs> Stray Dogs. And uh, it was, uh, and it's not like they were not their, uh, their full squads. Both teams had uh, their full squads. I think Stray Dogs did not have some few key players, but uh, barring like a handful of key players, Stray Dogs did have uh, uh, the complete team. And the, they like lost 14-4, which is a, uh, which which is like a wake up call for Stray Dogs now. Uh, and uh, uh, they, Stray Dogs also, but played like another team, uh, Extreme Frisbee. It's called, it's the team from Lodi Gardens. They don't generally play a lot of competitive games. And this was their first ever competitive game against Stray Dogs. And uh, they finished up with a scoreline of 15-6 to Stray Dogs, which is, I think, for a team that is playing the first competitive match is a good, um, I mean, it's a good scoreline um, to have. I love that name as well, Extreme Frisbee. Extreme it's like taking frisbee. the ultimate Frisbee name and just making yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like extreme sports, like something Red Bull would do. Yeah. <laughs> like a yeah. team and yeah. they should definitely reach out to Red Bull for the sponsorship. Sponsorship, yeah. <laughs> and that's a team I remember when I was uh, in Delhi that, you know, would typically shy away from competitive games. They were very much like, we want to be within ourselves and kind of uh recreational we're not sure we want to play against the you know a top club team so it's good to hear great to hear in fact that they did go out and play against stray dogs yeah i didn't know that that they were actually first reluctant that's then that's really great that they played with stray dogs yeah and other news from that part of town that part of the country is um they're gonna have they're gonna have an interest city league day where three teams will compete stray dogs gk mad and hababas that's the saint stephen's college team um and, and they've they've been around for many years so they're a well-established team with a strong program typically delhi ultimate is actually able to field 13 teams and you know some of them are college teams like ashoka university would field two which is hammerheads and hawks but, um, you know, they're just coming back. Like, yes, they have a lot of new players, probably 100, but may not be ready, or, you know, not full and getting out to a tournament or an ICL not quite ready for. Plus those teams that were more from the social programs uh, run by Art of Play, Grasshoppers, D7 Stars. Um, I mentioned Art of Play, but also Y Ultimate. So those teams uh, found it really difficult during the pandemic to raise funds and you know, sustain their programs. You know, some of the ultimate programs just didn't happen because of COVID and the strain that put on the organizations, the players and their families. And so they won't be uh, playing this event on the 31st of October. So in place of that, Delhi Ultimate, led by Aditya, who's the president, is planning a hat tournament. This is something that Delhi Ultimate does actually um, historically almost every winter season. They have a Christmas hat. They usually have two. Um, and it's great to hear that they're doing that again. They're going to have a hat tournament, which means that, you know, anybody can sign up, anybody who's available, vaccinated, willing to come and play ultimate can, can finally play like a day of ultimate Frisbee, you know, nice grounds, nice grass and where everybody's mixed up. And the final thing 
from Delhi Ultimate is that uh, there's a program going on, coaching sessions in a school in Dwarka. I think it's called Dwarka School. So Y Ultimate and Delhi Ultimate partnering up to do coaching sessions out there. Yeah, it seems like there's a lot of activity happening across regions and it is officially return or to play. Um, you know, it's like every region is now going to pick up more action and there's going to be more steam uh, and hoping that more people get vaccinated because I know that the vaccination numbers are still not so encouraging or we haven't reached a, um, a full vaccination within the ultimate community uh, itself. And uh, I mean, whatever the hindrances might be, I hope that people do get vaccinated ASAP so that we can move from the intracity league and the local tournament uh, format into regionals and ho hopefully have the nationals uh, you know next year early next year or mid next year something like that um but yeah the, it, this is all really great energy and i'm sure everybody's loving coming back uh and from what raghu also mentioned and even from experiences uh personal experiences and hearing other players i know that a lot of um a lot of people faced uh, challenges in terms of playing 70-minute games and if we were to play full uh, full games and full fields, uh, we definitely need to work, keep working on our fitness and we need to, uh, we need to make sure that we're doing practices, we're putting in the effort to, you know, do our sprint training, etc. Whatever is required and you can always listen to the episodes we've done with AP, uh, Arun Pandian, AP and Asta regarding getting back to fitness and yeah, that's it's all encouraging and we're like hoping this will all soon bubble into being into regionals and nationals format soon yeah and on, on that note keep us posted like any anything you want us to hear about we do try and follow every single team and community on instagram and keep up with it but if you feel like we missed out something on the updates episode ping us like drop us a message or email us or call us we'd love to uh share with the world exactly what's happening in india yep and having said that we have an exciting merger of sorts in the works we are uh, the unintended receiver podcast is going to be soon merging with a news media site and we will be sharing full details of it as soon as it happens so keep you know, uh, keep an eye out for uh, on the next episode or just keep an eye out on the Instagram and Facebook pages of 91 Ultimate and we will be updating and it's really exciting for the podcast team. We're quite pumped and kicked about this because this is really going to take uh, India Ultimate and Ultimate in the Asia Pacific, Asia Oceania region to a much larger scale in terms of news coverage wise, we hope. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. I think uh, the global community often thinks of India as like a sleeping giant. They know it's awesome, but they don't know so much about what's going on. And uh, this this news is, is big for us. So yeah, on that note, we can sign off and uh, say bye to everyone. And thank you for tuning in. Like Jadeep said, 
please keep uh, you know us updated on anything that's happening uh, interesting in your region if you have ideas for an episode please do reach out to myself richa jaydeep uh, or meher uh, we're always um, you know open to conversations and and hearing and talking uh, about uh, how we can make the news coverage better and I'd just like to share all the people that helped make this happen. Um, of course, we have Meher, one of the podcast founders and hosts. We have Richard Patel, another host, as well as head of marketing and PR, and Sahil Bichliwala, who is part of the marketing and PR team and does many other things legally. Uh, we really appreciate every year listening to the podcast and giving us feedback and suggestions, and we really appreciate it. It's great. So, bye from me. See you on the next one.